Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. I've been listening to your show for years and years and years. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Ed's off today. Jack is here producing. Great to have you with us. Alvin Bragg is the district attorney in Manhattan. He is now saying today, He wants those illegal aliens who attacked the New York City police officers to be tracked down. You'll remember that they were arrested but then released without any bail. And New York police believe at least four of them jumped on a bus and headed immediately to California. Now Bragg today is saying he wants them tracked down. He wants to present evidence tomorrow to a grand jury on 12 suspects that he believes were involved in the attack on the two New York officers in Times Square. He really thought that went through, didn't he? He really did, yes. Um, you you could have easily kept them there. They are in the country illegally. Uh, they did beat down officers. It's on video. You didn't have to release them as quickly as you did, especially when you, you released them without putting up any bail money. What did you think was going to happen. Did you think they were going to sit by and wait for you to come and say, okay, I'm ready to take you to court? A former NYPD captain was on Fox today. He said under the new state of New York bail laws, the judge only considers whether that person will return and show up for their court date. They don't take into account whether they're a danger to anyone else while they're out there free. So the question is only, do I think these guys will show up for their court date? And the answer would have been no. Yes. So why did you release them? Even if that's the only question you ask, that was an easy question. No, you cannot release them. DA Alvin Bragg today said, we do not tolerate or accept assaults on police officers. I watched the tape this week. It's despicable behavior. It sickened me and outraged me. Were you in there fighting to convince the judge not to release them on bail? No, because just Friday, he defended that decision, saying that while the video is shocking and disturbing, in order to secure convictions in the court of law, it's essential that we conclusively identify each defendant. So that says to me he, he didn't think that they had the right people or, or he wasn't certain that he could get a conviction based on the video that was so shocking and disturbing. He had to let them go. And it also could be the fact that he totally misjudged public opinion again, that the people would be outraged, rightly so, when they saw what happened in this case. How in the world would they be anything but? Mm-hmm. Uh, it t- time to step down. You, <laughs> you're not judging people right. You're not even doing justice to your position. 512-836-0590. You can join the conversation KXAN is reporting that Austin City Council members would like to see you vote to 
dig deeper into debt for the city of Austin to put more debt on the back of people who pay property taxes. The whole goal would be to use the borrowed money to fight climate change here in Austin. But I don't understand how it's so unaffordable to live in Austin. (laughs) We have to do more. (laughs) Ryan Alter of the city council is pushing this along with Vanessa Fuentes, Jose Velasquez, and Paige Ellis. The report says that the city council approves this. It could be on a ballot sometime this year, probably in November. They don't give a number exactly. They're going to spend the next two weeks trying to come up with what they have in mind. Yeah, and if they don't put it on for a bond, don't worry. You'll still get to pay for it. They may even just increase your utility base rates. Um, They may just increase, you know, what they've got to take out of the general uh, fund. Don't worry. You're still going to pay for it. So you're, you're not going to get off the hook. In case you were thinking that that was a possibility, no. Yeah, it sounds, Melinda, as though what they have in mind is building more taxpayer-subsidized housing in the downtown area or as close to the light rail lines as possible. That's, That's where they're headed with this, in my view. Isn't that what the stinking light rail bill was for? All that money? Why? Why do you need more? Use that. Stop. Stop asking for more money from the taxpayers and then in the next breath saying it's so unaffordable we have to build places for people. These Austin City Council members say we have to do this to get to net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2040 and that climate change is hitting many Austinites hard particularly people who are low income. Explain that to me. Climate change only goes after one particular segment of the population? That's what they're saying in this article. I, 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 I can't with the people on our city council. I can't with the people in our Congress. I just can't with politicians anymore. They're absolutely ridiculous. So their answer appears to be borrow another $1 billion or $2 billion, and that'll fix it all. Oh, Absolutely. On top of that, they say if, if we can get voter approval for more borrowing, that would improve our chance to get more money from the federal government. It would come from the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. The feds like to see that you're taking action to fight climate change before they turn loose of more taxpayer money. Guess what? That's still our money. That is, whether it's coming from the local end of it or the federal end of it, y'all are killing us with the amount of money that y'all are spending in an effort to, what, save 5% of the population, dig them out of whatever they're under? Mm -hmm. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, says that between 1990 and 2021, greenhouse gas emissions have gone down in the United States. They are going down. And that trend is continuing, according to the EPA. So why do you need more money for that? If it's doing it on its own. 512-836-0590. Let's go to Alan in Round Rock on the border issues. Alan, welcome. How are you this afternoon? I'm well, guys. Uh, Retired immigration special agent. So this is exactly what happened in New York is exactly why immigration service used to get cooperation from local city-state law enforcement. When they booked somebody into jail, 
that said they were born somewhere other than the United States, Immigration Service got called. And we went and invent, we went and interviewed them. In fact, we even set up remote viewing stations so that we could have them sit in front of a camera and we could renew, re, uh, do an interview with them from 100 miles away. And if the answers to the questions that they gave made them amenable for deportation, we slapped the detainer on them. And so then the county or the city jail could say, well, we're going to bond them out. And the detainer would kick in and say, no, the federal government will start picking up the tab, but you keep them in jail until the federal government, until an immigration officer comes here and says, yeah, you can release them or take more. What usually happened is we took custody for them and then set them up for deportation hearing. Alan, were you still never, were you still a federal agent when this trend of the sanctuary city cities started kicking in? I was. In fact, I worked in San Antonio, worked at the Bear County Jail, and when I can't remember her name, but there was a female woman, uh, a female that was uh, elected as the county sheriff for Bear County, and her father happened to be a resident alien. And the way the law reads, on a third DUI, that's considered a crime of violence, and your immigration status can be revoked. So her opinion was, well, if my dad got three DUIs, you'd deport him back to Mexico. I'm not going to cooperate. And that's the first time I had ever heard law enforcement say they weren't going to cooperate with other law enforcement. Alan, would you summarize for the listeners overall what you believe has been the main result of these sanctuary city policies? Well, my my summarization would be that we've completely lost control of the border and, in fact, any of the cities or states. The, there's now no way. There, there are now states that are going to allow illegal aliens to vote. Yes, we've talked about that a number of times on the show. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's no longer any possible outcome other than the continued spiral downward for the United States. Alan, thank you for weighing in, sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. Join the discussion. Call or text us. It's Mark and Melinda, 313 at News Radio KLBJ. On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Ed's off today. Hope you're having a good afternoon. Jack is here producing. Damon wants to comment on the Austin City Council that says uh, it would like to borrow more money to fight climate change and help low-income Austin residents who they say are disproportionately affected by climate change. Hi, Damon. How are you this afternoon? Hey, good afternoon. I'm great. The sun finally came out. Good. Hey, uh, this this is so disingenuous. Uh, the city council is using these buzzwords to sound like they're really doing something. Uh, it's pretty well established. China and India alone are producing 80% plus of the, you know all the bad stuff, the greenhouse gases and all the dioxin product, uh, products. And the other developing nations are contributing right behind them. Mm-hmm. And there's there's practically nothing we could do in the United States, continental United States, that would move the needle in either direction, well, in, in the lower direction. 
I suppose we, we could go back to the 1960s style uh, production, and that would that would be bad. But we have uh, our cars are, are some of the cleanest vehicles in the world. Uh, just gasoline engines. Uh, we're using low sulfur diesel. All the genera- all the generation plants have had to put scrubbers on. Mm-hmm. There's not very much grandfathering anymore, and nothing we can do is really going to impact. Uh, the human footprint on this globe in the United States. But this, addi- this additional borrowing will have an effect on the cost of living in Austin. Oh, absolutely. That's, it, it's, uh, it, it's just going to saddle more of us uh, and make it harder to afford the homes we've worked so hard to, to have. But it's, it's not going to do anything for the environment. And uh, just like the putting four houses on one lot, it's not going to make this city more livable. It will make the city less livable and more dangerous. Of, of all these, everybody can't get a free home. <laughs> That's all I can say. How but is it that our city council members do not understand that? Or is it that they understand that and they just don't care? This is a feel-good for them, and so they continue to push it. I personally believe it's a means to an end, and they use the, the buzzwords our, you know, this is going back a little ways, but our vote that increased our taxes substantially, I got flyers in the mail saying it was going to stop uh, human trafficking and it was going to promote equality and it was going to, uh, it, it was going to save the world. It was going to fix equity and by raising our taxes. But it, but people went for it and worked and we got the giant tax increase. So I just, um, it's disingenuous. Nothing we can do to improve the uh, the environment very much. It's all coming from other places. Damon, thank you very much. Uh, in the case of these Austin City Council members, I think they believe in redistribution of wealth, and this is another vehicle to make that happen. I, I mean, I just take away the politics, common sense of it. When we're saying we are a completely unaffordable city, to live in and that it's not fair for everybody just trying to live in Austin yet the next breath you're saying we need to up the taxes on the people that live here in Austin that means you're taking more of their money how I just don't understand how that makes any sense whatsoever to anyone. I, again, I don't care what your politics are. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make any sense. Let's go to Scott at 322 on KLBJ. Welcome, Scott. How are you? Hey, uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, I just, just uh, to piggyback on what the gentleman said at the very end there, yeah, these guys are using a lot of glittery language over simplification of, of things that are going on, but I think they're pulling at your heartstrings to get at your purse strings. And I think they, they know, whether it's at the federal level or at the local level, we've got ourselves in a pickle with the economy, with the interest rates as high as they are. And if we stop spending, this house of cards is going to come crashing down. You know, So they're just spending to be spending, right? And, and borrowing today, putting it on the shoulders of our kids tomorrow. Uh, that's kind of the way I feel. It just kind of popped into my head. That's just kind of the way I feel. Well, they definitely... They definitely put out the words there that are are meant to pull at your heartstrings to are meant to think, oh, if I do this, then I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the feel good thing. Right. And they just take all common sense out of it. Yeah. It never comes about that. Those things that they're talking about, you never hear about them again. Once the money comes, then 
you never hear about any solutions actually being put into place to help people. I mean, look at the homeless. They're everywhere still. Yeah, with all the money that we spent into those programs, nothing to show for it. No, they have not made a dent. In fact, it's worse. It's increased. Yes. Scott, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. Catherine is with us at 323. Hello, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. I called because today I called Greg Kassar's office. Ka- Catherine, Catherine, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Could you turn that radio down in the background, please? Sure. And, then, and then we'll be in uh, good shape, ready to go. The numbers are 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join us. Okay, I think I'm ready. No, we can still hear that radio in the background. Uh, I'll get back to you in just a moment. Uh, caller clinic, please be prepared to turn your radio all the way down. When you're on hold, you'll be able to hear just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just keep those radios down. Uh, 324 now, you can weigh in on this. The timeline for this appears to be about two weeks away where the city council wants to start voting on some kind of an outline leading up to a massive bond election to borrow a huge amount of money that they say will be used to help low-income people who are hurt by climate change here in Austin. They're not giving very many specifics on what they have in mind, but you can guess a lot of it has to do with taxpayer-funded housing for certain residents of the Austin area. They're also not giving any examples of who and how they were hurt by climate change and why this is needed. And, and to me, that should be an automatic no. If they're going to be so vague, if they can't tell people right in the beginning specifically what they have in mind, that should be a huge no, overwhelmingly. Because we are already too deep in debt, nationally and locally here in Austin. And this should be an absolute no. Think about the light rail plan, Project Connect. Uh, that thing was approved by the voters after they pulled a bait and switch on the voters. And we're still stuck with a permanent property tax that was approved by the voters. Yeah, that's not going to cover anything that they said it was going to cover. You're not getting what you voted on. I, I think they should just, we, we should do away with bond elections altogether because that money, it votes they don't ever spend it for like years and years down the road. Mm-hmm. And then it's not uh, enough for whatever it was that they intended it to be used for. 512-836-0590. We'll get to more of your comments coming up just ahead. It's Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Thank you for joining us. One of the stories we're discussing is a KXAN report that the Austin City Council is set to vote in two weeks on possibly borrowing a huge amount of money to fight climate change, particularly protecting low-income residents of Austin. No amount has been specified as yet on how much they would borrow, but the story says right now it looks like the City Council wants you to pay off the bond debt with higher electric bills or higher property taxes here in the city of Austin. This is Catherine on KLBJ. Hello, Catherine. How are you? Uh, hi, how are you? Fine, Catherine. Thank you. 
thank you to all of you for your graciousness to us callers. No matter what we have to say, you're so nice. Thank you very much. But I also want to tell you that today I called Greg Kassar's office to express my displeasure with giving credit cards to illegal immigrants and um, health benefits. And they hung up on me. Oh, they did? Yes. At, at what point in the conversation yes. did they hang up on you, Catherine? Right after I said that, and the girl said, I have to go, we have other callers. And I said, please don't hang up on me. And she did. And wow. and there was no, uh, I'll pass this along to the congressman, or thank she you? Did, she did say that. She said, I'll pass it along. She said, I have to go, I have other callers. <laughs> okay, so you're allowed two seconds <laughs> per call to your con- or your representative. Apparently, uh, that that in no way sh- should that be handled in that manner. Um, that's they're there to represent us. Exactly. He didn't get my vote, and he won't ever get my vote. But that was. Catherine, they probably saw that on the caller ID. That's why she was so short with you. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine, uh, what was your first reaction when you heard that New York City is going to hand out those credit cards to the illegal immigrants? I think my daughter had to get smelling salt. Knocked you over. I killed over. It is just absolutely ridiculous. This is the same place that was just begging for money, and then they turn around and spend money to give them credit cards. We don't take care of our own. We have people sleeping on the streets. On the street that my daughter lives on, there's a woman who sleeps between a concrete barrier and the neighbor's fence. Mm. We aren't helping our own people. We need to help our people first. Agreed. Thank, Thank you, you, Catherine. Catherine. Uh, have a good day. Well, in addition to that, the cartels will take the headlines about that program announced on Friday by the mayor of New York City and add it to their marketing presentation. Oh, yeah. Hey, let us be the one that gets you in right under the, the cutoff date there. And again, I... To think that that is going to have any kind of impact, they are just going to use that to figure out a way around it. Not that I think that there it'll ever be enacted when it's up to Mayorkas to be the one to call for the shutdown, but mm-hmm. they'll just they'll they'll figure it out and then they'll figure out how to get just under the mark. Yes, NBC News did a poll in the presidential race over the weekend. They said uh, they've done these matchups between Biden and Trump 19 times going back to the 2020 election. And this is the first time that Trump is leading Biden and he's leading Biden. And when you look at specific issues, Trump has very big leads on some of the issues. We're talking right now with Catherine about border issues. Trump leads by 35 points in this hypothetical matchup with Joe Biden on securing the border. Yeah, on every issue that usually is a top issue, you've got Trump winning economy by 22 points, uh, the crime and violence by 21 points. This speaks volumes on how poorly of a job Biden has done since he's been in office. 
Yeah, it really does. And uh, NBC says uh, that NBC is most shocked by how much support Biden has lost among 18 to 34-year-olds, Hispanics, and black voters. They said those were areas where he had double-digit leads in all of their polling, in all the previous polls over Trump. But it's all melting away very, very rapidly. Well, and the strange part about that is each of those groups that you just mentioned, their support is melting away for different reasons. It's not like it's across the board. All of them don't like him because of insert whatever issue here. They all have their own different issues for why they're leaving or not wanting to vote for him. Mm -hmm. Let's go to James at 337 on KLBJ with Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon, James. How are you? Oh, not too bad. It's oh, I think your show is a target-rich environment. I can go about a hundred different directions on this, but I called in about the <laughs> climate change, and these people don't realize. Well, they probably never knew it to start with. There's been like no less than three ice ages on the North American continent in the last ten million years, and that was way before we came along with an internal combustion engine. There's oil in the North Slope of Alaska. Where do these idiots think that came from? And uh, thirdly, Enron started this foolishness. They was going to trade carbon credits on the Chicago Board of Trade back about 15, 20 years ago before their little deal blew up and people started jumping out of windows. And uh, it just kind of took off from there. I think that's going to give everybody the idea. All right, uh, James, thank you. Well, these Austin City Council members, are they are locked in. I mean... There's nothing that will change their mind about what's happening with the climate and the way to deal with it. Their prescription here in Austin is borrow more money and redistribute it among what they say are low-income residents. But that, to me, I still don't understand how that helps the climate at all. I, I would love for them to explain how doing that helps the climate. Let's go to Kenny. He's got some thoughts on this story at 338. Kenny, welcome. How are you this afternoon? Hey, guys. Love your show. Um, listen, this whole issue with climate change is is ridiculous in the first place because, like the caller said earlier about some of the other countries like China and India affecting a huge percentage, just the basis of CO2 affecting climate is fraud in the first place. I like to call these people like Carrie and others eco-grifters because they'll talk about all this, but then you see what they do. They'll jump in their private planes and go wherever, and they live on the coast as if nothing's going to happen because it isn't. Dr. John uh, Clauser, um, a Nobel Prize um, physicist, and many, many other scientists have started to debunk this whole CO2 thing. And in fact, they say if we reduce CO2 too much, that's going to be problematic. So there's this whole thing, and I know we can't change the minds of the city council, but all of this is based on fraud. That's the worst part. All right. Uh, thank you. You have a good afternoon, Kenny. Appreciate it. 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text us. We now have the audio of Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Democrats, the majority leader in the United States Senate. He's already making arguments, trying to persuade people to approve the package of spending that was released last night. 
$60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, $10 billion for humanitarian projects, and $20 billion for the U.S. border. And uh, set it up for us before we play it, Melinda. Well, he was on Morning Joe this morning, which is on MSNBC. And again, his main focus is we have to pass this more so for the Ukraine money or the money to go to Ukraine. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. And the border, everyone has said it's chaos. A speaker, you just saw Speaker Johnson, he said it's Mm -hmm. chaos, we have to do something legislative a few months ago. But what has happened, and answer your your question, so this is crucial for America, it's a turning point. History is going to look over our shoulders and say, did we rise to the occasion? Couldn't think of anything to say about the border except for the Republicans say it's chaos. But let's move on. We need to rise to the occasion of Ukraine. Our own border, our own sovereignty came last on his list. Yes. And that's so frustrating. And then to say this is a turning point in America. Ukraine needs our money. How how do you say that in the same sentence, turning point for America, mm-hmm. Ukraine needs our money. And then to say that um, he went on to say that Americans will have to fight in Eastern Europe if we don't pass this money to Ukraine. To which, I mean, my first question, and yes, I don't know a lot about foreign politics, but my first question would be, it's been two years. We've been given all kinds of money. Nothing has changed. We'd like to get your thoughts on that one as well. 512-836-0590. How do those comments by Democrat leader Chuck Schumer in the Senate strike you? Are they persuasive? Will they win the day on Wednesday of this week when he plans to call a vote on this enormous package of money for Ukraine, Israel, food for Gaza and the U.S. southern border. 512-836-0590-342 with Mark and Melinda. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free KLBJ app. Thanks a lot for joining us. Hope you're having a great afternoon. We just played you the comments of Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader in the U.S. Senate. He's going to call a vote this Wednesday to proceed on that bill that was unveiled last night. $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, $10 billion for humanitarian aid. That's to feed people in Gaza. And $20 billion for the U.S. border. Gus is with us at 347. Good afternoon, Gus. How are you? I am good. How about yourself, young man? Very well. Thank you, Gus. What did you make of Schumer's comments? Well, I'm just wondering why they don't have a classroom of four-year-olds to hammer him down a little bit. Because all I ever heard from mine was, why? Why? (laughs) Why do we need to pay all this? (laughs) <laughs> that would be an interesting experiment. 
And there was something else that is really grabbing a lot of our listeners, Gus. Uh, what are the texters saying about Schumer's comment? Well, part of what he said was this is a crucial time in America because we could lose the war. Last I checked, America wasn't in the war. Yes, we're sending money, but we weren't in the war. And I saw lots of texts that was like, when, when did we enter into the war mm-hmm. with Russia? But I think that that is absolutely the mindset of a lot of them in D.C. that this this is why they want so much money. Again, I think it comes back to their pocketbook in some shape, manner. I don't know exactly how, but they've got it figured out. But to say and to go out there and put it out on national TV that this bill is crucial to America because we could lose the war. We could be sending men and women to war is another fear-mongering thing because right now it it has nothing to do with us and i still don't even understand how sending them 60 billion more dollars ends this war in any manner it hasn't in two years why would this 60 billion do it i don't understand how we have people running our country that can't answer a question from a four-year-old. Boy, it happens a lot, though. Gus, thank you. You have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. This is Jay at 349 with Mark and Melinda. Jay, how are you this afternoon? Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, a couple points, a couple facts, and then a comment about my opinion. The first fact is, is if you haven't already seen it, the amount of money in our border deal pledged to Ukraine is $60 billion. That's more than the U.S. Marine annual budget this year. That's number one. Number two, the amount of money pledged to Israel, about, I don't know, $15 billion or $20 billion, I can't remember the number, is ridiculous because we have to borrow that money to give to Israel. But in actual fact, the Israeli budget is better than, from a credit rating perspective, than the U.S. budget. So their credit rating is better than ours. Their deficit and their debt is far less than ours. And on a per capita basis, especially, they are far healthier than the United States is. That's point two. Point three is this border deal was always a setup. It was a setup between Schumer and Democrats and Republican rhinos. And the setup is comprised of two points. One, it gives Democrats a political argument when it fails to pin the border on Republicans. So it's an election year ploy. Number two, if it were to pass, which I doubt it will, but if it were to pass, it would hamstring President Trump's legislative framework going forward. So they have now taken on initiatives to essentially hamstring President Trump because they believe he's going to win. Those are the two points and the two comments I have. Yeah, I I agree with your point that uh, this is designed to be a political year issue Mm -hmm. to convince voters that Biden is the one that wants to secure the border and Trump does not want to secure the border. And that's what they'll repeat up to Election Day if this fails. And I think it will fail. Well, and I think that's why we heard before they came to to release that information over the weekend, we were starting to hear the reports about, oh, Democrats and progressives aren't on board. And they've been somewhat 
quiet. However, we did have Japal out today saying Biden has just caved to the extremists. But it's because they know if you say, well, it wasn't going to pass on either party, you don't have that campaign note to say, well, see, we told you the Republicans weren't weren't uh, sincere on closing the border. Yeah. Well, the Democrats now all believe that Trump is going to win this election. So everything that you see legislative coming down will be a combined. It's a little bit like the Texas legislature, where the head of the legislature is a rhino. So what you're going to see is legislation that's all designed uh, and led on the Republican side by McConnell, who hates Trump, to hamstring Trump at a very minimum hamstring him. So that's the the, the key point and takeaway. The last one is everyone should ask themselves, why are we borrowing money at 5% interest to hand over to other countries? Do we need that to be their friend? Do we need that for some security alliance? Why are we doing that? It doesn't make any sense. No, and the uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh, Chairman Powell, on 60 Minutes last night said this borrowing is unsustainable. Mm -hmm. It must stop. It cannot go on. Uh, thank you for that call, Jay. Have a good one. 512-836-0590. But that falls on deaf ears in Congress. They, they, don't, no. they don't listen and take action when he rings the alarm bell. Yeah, I mean, just think it wasn't that long ago when there was the request that you have all of these bills as standalone. So you would have a nothing but border, nothing but Ukraine. And to pay for the money that they wanted to send to Ukraine, they wanted to cut it from somewhere else to send it there. And that was a big uproar. Like, what are you thinking? That's crazy talk. Mm -hmm. uh, let's work in Matt on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Matt. Welcome. Afternoon, guys. I just wanted to uh, comment on Schumer. Uh, and I hear this from proponents really on both sides um, that, you know, if we don't stop Russia in Ukraine, then there's going to be American boots on the ground and there's going to be, you know, war throughout Eastern Europe. And how are we supposed to believe that when the Russians can't even deal with Ukraine alone, right? Mm -hmm. But they're going to not only conquer Ukraine, but then bring their war machine into Eastern Europe to confront the full force of the U.S. military and its NATO allies when they can't even deal with Ukraine. I think that's a valid question, mm -hmm. Matt, uh, and that should be put to Schumer and the others. Thank you, Matt. We'll work in more of your comments coming up right after the news, which is next at the top of the hour on KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.